Welcome back to another exciting week in the Web3 universe. I'm your host, The Mayor, and you're listening to the best NFT media-nominated NFT and Chill podcast, the show that discusses interesting topics with artists, creators, and thought leaders from the Web3 space. On this week's episode, we got Brandon and Reese from Hoodstars. And this will be the part one of a two-part series on music NFTs and what the future will look like. So sit back and chill while we explore the exciting world of NFTs and Web3 together. Who I have with me today is Brandon and Reese from Hoodstars. How are you fellas doing tonight? Cheers for having us. Yeah, absolutely. You guys want to give yourselves an introduction? How about Brandon go first? Yeah, cool. I'm Brandon, head of marketing from Hoodstars, Australia's first decentralized record label. Working in the NFT space for a couple of months now, transitioning from the Web 2. Yeah, just really enjoy all things kind of marketing and really fell in love with this Web 3 space. Reese kind of introduced me into it and yeah since then we've been loving it yeah absolutely how about you Reese? yeah for sure so uh my name is Reese robbins my tag is four five six baller myself and brandon we're the co-founders of diamond hands digital and we're the heads of marketing for hoodstars.io been in the space of about a year and been in the music space uh, a lot longer than that as well so my interests do lie between music and nfts as well as crypto and uh yeah i'm excited to have this chat Obviously, everything's just based on opinion and subjective, but uh, I'm excited to hear from everyone here today what's going on. So, I mean, that's the cool thing about this space. It's always good to get opinions from as many people as you can when you're approaching a subject. When we're talking about an NFT, what benefits does it give to somebody who's in the music industry, let's say a creator? So, I think that question could be answered in thousand different ways whether you're talking about monetary value talking about individual creativity talking about licensing and ownership so i think it really depends in what sphere you want to speak on that towards the way i approach things is i always look at it from an ownership side of things and one thing that i notice about nfts is because you're essentially the the number one creator of that nft you can literally put out what you want as long as it's of course your art or your work um, and that's what really excites me is these days with traditional record labels, in particular with music, they have some sort of box or they have a way of to which they want to market you. And so with NFTs, it essentially gives power back to the artist to be able to distribute and earn more from it just for being themselves. And obviously there still comes with it, you know, marketing costs and all that kind of stuff, but at least they're still the ones with the ownership of licensing. Yeah, their creative uh, freedom is allowed to be expressed, and that's what excites me. Yeah, absolutely. So it's very similar to, you know, the art world in a sense where, you know, you get to do whatever you want for one, you know, whatever you're creating is based on, you know, what you want to put out there, but also in a sense where you get to benefit fully from the hard work that you you know, are putting out there, like with an, an artist in the art world, they have to give sometimes 50, 60% to a gallery when they're trying to sell their art. So, you know, in a simplified term, it's pretty similar to that. I think as well, like, not only are you having to pay a percentage to 
record labels or your distribution outlet, but you've also got things, like I said before, marketing costs, producer costs, beyond just the record label distribution costs. And, and there's so many different costs that are involved. And when it's just a one-of-one one transaction where it's straight from artist to to the listener or the fan or whatever you want to label them as, it's, it's really more lucrative for the artist and, and you can even have that more exclusive interaction with your favorite artist because, you know, you're getting the content directly from them. Uh, so that's another thing that I find really interesting about the space and how it's developed. Yeah, and just continuing on from that as well, like the way that the Web3 space is kind of formulated with like the community strong, you know, ethos about everything. It's like having that Discord community, that base, it allows you know, the fans and the artists to connect closer like never before. So you get this unique kind of experience as well where sometimes the music and the music videos or whatever it is, is now the fans can have a say in it and they can, you know, contribute to the artist's journey. Yeah, and just to build on that as well, me and Brandon, we've got a Web2 background who have transitioned into Web3 and one of the main things that we've really pointed out um, especially being marketers as well, is the fact that Web2 really does focus on audiences as Web3, it takes another step where it focuses on community and culture. And so that's one thing that, you know, put my finger on when it comes to some of these artists is that you can have a, a fan base. When you're actually interacting with these people on an interpersonal level and you have that one-on-one um, connection, then those fans can become so much more and they can actually rally behind you or with you, if anything. And whether it's a Discord server or some sort of other means of communication, uh, um, just having that little bit of extra piece of that artist is something that can revolutionize some of these people's careers. You know, there's a lot to unpack there. So, you know, first and foremost, the artist or the person making the music doesn't have to sign any huge contract where there's all these stipulations in it. It's basically 100% up to that artist. You know, another cool thing about it is their fan base or their community gets to dictate, you know, what comes next or what utility the NFT might have. Tickets to concerts, meet and greets, posters, and actual albums that come with the NFT. You know, there's all sorts of uh, avenues you can go because in the NFT space, it's really up to the person creating the project or, you know, the NFT. The sky's the limit. The potential is basically up to them on what they can do. So there's not, there's not all these restraints like there is in, in Web2. Yeah, for sure. And another cool thing as well is it could, you know, really lead to a place where people are far more involved than ever new opportunities right so you have you know these big record label executives right and maybe they're not as in touch with the artists and the fans as say the artists and the fan themselves so now we have this place where the community and the fan is involved and you know the community knows what they want so then new things new avenues that have never been seen for or new opportunities and ways for the artists, like you were saying, you know, tickets to, to shows and concerts and stuff. And then just new things that just have never really come to mind before can now start being birthed just because now it's almost like the fans are really being listened to because it's really put back onto the community to, you know, help cultivate this new wave of music. 
Yeah, and I also think it's just a really cool way to digest the music. If you even think about the side of licensing and when people release these albums, and let's say you have a tier system within that, some tiers might get, like we're saying, merch, giveaways, exclusive access to behind the scenes of a music video. They may get, in their local city, they may get access to, to meet and greets or a VIP ticket experience or even further, they may even get, if it's a super rare one, a percentage of the royalty streams, whether it's 0.05% or 1%, whatever the case is, it's all programmable in the smart contract to which the developer, artist or record label decides. But it's something that can really change the way people digest music. Also, like we've been saying, that fan to artist experience and and those relationships can get made in that sense. So I think it's a really interesting way of putting out music. The way it's heading is something that's never really been developed before, and that's what really excites me as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's been a few music NFTs in the past year. Why is it that there aren't more artists getting into this space? I think we're still early, and a huge thing is probably education. And to be honest, like here in Australia, I know of a few artists personally just being in the industry that want to get NFTs, and this is no disrespect to them, but they are either one afraid two because of the climate to which nfts are in right now a lot of people have experienced rugs or scams so a lot of people are a bit unsure on it where they feel on nfts and a few of them have even said like my fan base hasn't responded great to me suggesting potentially an nft rollout another thing as well some of these artists can't because they're locked into record label contracts where they can't release things on their own without the permission of the record label and so Unfortunately, I personally see this as a long-term play. I don't think NFTs as music won't be, you know, essentially mainstream for another five, seven years. But that's why I'm super excited to be doing what I'm doing because I feel like I'm innovating and I feel like everyone else who's doing this as well is in such a interesting space where we could really change the climate of music. This is one of those rage against the machine moments where things could really change and I'm really um, intrigued to see how it all rolls out. See, that's an incredible point. Most artists are locked in to a contract. They can't pursue certain things, especially breaking off and doing their own NFT or releasing an album as an NFT or any of that. So that actually makes a lot of sense. So I had another great point where if an artist is getting the mass lion's share of their work, then they can give a lot more back to the community. Like right now, if you were to buy an album or listen to a song on a platform, there's no chance that you're going to get any royalties or see any utility or perk or anything. But if the artist is getting close to 75, 80, 90% of the royalties for the NFT, that incentivizes the artist to give back to the community that's supporting them in a sense of revenue or just bigger perks, bigger utility. So early and possibilities of the space are, are endless. One thing that I've also noticed coming from Web 2, transitioning to Web 3, is a lot of companies and businesses they often are working in the back end of things and they don't reveal what they're doing until it's done. And so they they release their company when they've got the product, they've got their marketing rolled out, they've got the teams filled out. As on the other end with Web3, it's more of like people want to be a part of that development process. 
And so you're getting in discords before they've even released their NFTs or whilst they're preparing their marketing material or even beyond NFTs. So I think that's another reason that people want it now, but aren't realizing the space is more in the development stage of things. And it's like that for a reason, because we're trying to be more transparent. Everything's open, verifiable on a blockchain. So I think people need to keep in mind that when they're dealing with some of these NFT projects is the fact that not everything is going to be figured out day one. Not everything is going to be the way it is day one, and it's going to take some time. And there's going to be a lot of failures. There's going to be a lot of people that flop, and there's going to be others that turn into the, the new generation Apples or Microsofts or in sorry, music terms, like the next death row or whatever it might be. I think it's just, like you said, it's not a wag me or when moon. It's, it's going to take some time. Now is the time to build. And I know that could probably get said to death because, you know, when a market is not doing well, what else can you do but build? And that's one point I always emphasize to my community is the fact that if in these bear markets or downtimes, you're not either accumulating or building, you're probably not doing the right thing. And I'm really glad that you touched on that point, obviously, to your listeners and you have a good head on you, so you're educating them in the right sense. There's not too many experts out there, if there's any at all. And people who are calling themselves experts are probably people you shouldn't be listening to. You know, I'm trying to learn as much as I can on a daily basis. A lot of the shows where it started is I get to learn from guests that come on. I get to learn from my guests and the listeners get to learn. Yeah, for sure. I think another thing that's super interesting is the fact that you may learn something like today and then it might be outdated in a week's time. So the fact that you need to be persisting every day, at least learning one small thing, aspiring to know more, it's kind of where my head's at and the fact that I'm trying to accumulate as much knowledge as I can because I want to be able to apply it as soon as I can because the fact is, like I said before, by the time you actually apply it, it's probably outdated. That's how quick we're moving. So if you're not learning something every day, you're going to fall behind. And the last thing I want to do is be that guy who's always asking, when did this happen? When did this? I want to be in the know, just always trying to be the guy that at least has an idea of what's going on and and then being able to provide some value in that sense. Yeah, absolutely. That's, you know, the best thing to do right now is position yourself in a space where there isn't a ton of experience. Being able to jump in the space and participate is such a good way to position yourself for the future. I'm going to ask you each a question here. It's going to be the same question. We'll give each of you a little bit of time, but where do you see the music side of NFTs and Web3 in the future? That could go in so many different directions, I think. There, one, could be a lot of regulation that come down on NFTs, whether it's a security or not, by offering financial services on the back end of it. If you're looking at the overall landscape and you're not thinking of the potential regulation side of things, I mean, this could be the absolute game changer in a sense that, like we were saying before and touching on before, is the fact that artists are going to have the interpersonal ability to actually connect with their fan base and create, rather than just an audience, a community and culture of super fans that will ride or die for you. Because if they're buying into your NFT for more than what they would just a regular CD to actually be able to verify that they're a fan of you, they're not only going to get the utility on the back end of meeting greets, potential discounts or free merch, VIP access to certain things, or even a percentage of the royalties. You could imagine if I'm earning 1% of one of my favorite artists, I'm going to make sure every single person knows about that artist because I'm going to be earning passive income off that particular revenue. And so that's one thing that I always think about. An artist isn't 
looking into or at least educating themselves on NFTs right now and the future of this space, then I think they're probably going to get left behind. You can see some of the bigger names, if they're not doing it now, they've got a team working on it. NFTs are here to stay and I think it's going to literally change everything we think about music. I think a lot of these streaming platforms are going to either come crumbling down or to transition into their own form of NFT platform. And I think same with social medias, a lot of them are going to start incorporating them. The licensing behind things, you know, artists aren't just going to get paid a small royalty for their stream. They can break up songs, just a chorus, and then sell that to Disney, or they can break a little verse up and sell that to a, a small production company that want to use it in one of their film clips or, or an advertising company and whatever. Even ad-libs from the Migos, like they could even then use those ad libs as an NFT and then sell them privately to to smaller artists or whatever the case is. And I could rattle this these things off all day. It's literally that interesting to me. And I think like we always say, the possibilities are endless and we're so early that it could go a million different ways. What we're saying before, if you're building and you know that's kind of where your head's at, then I think you know you could in store for a very interesting journey. I think that's a great point. Right now, like you said, social media platforms are definitely going to be integrating with NFTs. Uh, the next one is most likely going to be Instagram, but I think TikTok and Facebook are on the way as well. But I do think that these streaming platforms will have some sort of NFT integration. Brandon, see if you can add to my question. I'm not sure how much Reese left there for you. Yeah, he really swooped up a lot. But hey, look, I'll give a different side of that as well. You know, there's so many people who want to become an artist, who want to get their music out there. And they do have a lot of fans, a lot of diehard fans. And I think another thing that's going to happen is like the emerging of heaps of new artists who, you know, really have a passion for their craft. And I'm not saying like artists don't, but there's some who, you know, are hungry for it. And this is going to allow the opportunity for those, especially innovative minded ones to really blow up on the scene and get their name out there, you know, provided they can cultivate a community that's passionate about their music. I think, you know, there's going to be in 10, 20 years, half the names, more than half the names, you know, they're going to be web three artists. It could possibly really speed up the change and the addition of new genres into the music industry that, you know, that we've never heard of before that perhaps again comes on from the fans comes on from the communities you know different festivals more music festivals you know new things that we've never even thought up before you know this big big group of people have now freed up time and resources and energy to now dedicate to innovating on this whole space i love that answer both you guys have given some really great insight into music and the nft space and web3 thank you for coming on nft and chill this was a real pleasure this is the first music nft episode so i'm excited to have you guys on thank you for having us we'll have to tee it up again sometime we'd love to jump on and have another chat why don't you tell the listeners where they can find you guys and what you guys have going on me and Brandon, we're the co-founders of Diamond Hands Digital, which is a Web3 marketing agency. So that's our main, you know, our main avenue. But we also work with a few different projects. Um, the main one, we're the head of marketing for Hoodstars.io, which is the reason we're on this podcast to talk about music NFTs. So uh, if you guys could go check that out, we're trying to be essentially Australia's first decentralized record label. And what that really entails is just helping smaller artists out as well as an artist that we will potentially sign on behalf of the community and help them and teach them how to roll out their own NFT collection. And in terms of finding us, my main avenue of social media is Instagram and Twitter. And you can just find me at Reese, R-H-Y-S, 
456 baller. And that's it for me. And I just want to again say thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure talking to you. And For sure. All right, Brandon, you go. Yeah, cool. So, I mean, yeah, go check out foodstars.io. Um, awesome project. Yeah, Australia's first decentralized record label. And in terms of myself, Instagram, Ballina, B-A-1-1-I-N-A-A. Simple as that. But yeah, go check it out, guys. You know, awesome things coming. Fantastic, fellas. Thank you so much. And that's it for this week's show. I want to thank my guests Brandon and Reese from Hoodstars for coming on. A lot of great information. My first time talking about music NFTs and what the future will look like and the ins and outs of the industry. So I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Make sure you come back next week because we have part two, which is from a different perspective. That should be an awesome show as well. So make sure you're subscribed, and if you're enjoying the content, please leave a review, because that helps the show tremendously. We'll be at NFT NYC this week. Super excited for all the events and getting to meet so many of you from the space. We'll also find out if NFT and Chill wins the Best NFT Media Award, so we're super excited. Hope everyone has a wonderful week in New York City. And we'll be back next week. I'm the mayor, and you've been listening to the NFT and Chill podcast.